Hey, Josh, do you want to hear from our fans? Yeah, that sounds dope. Awesome, man. I got some reviews here, and I got some emails. What do you want first? Uh, I would say maybe give me the reviews first in case it's bad news. I can... <laughs> <laughs> then soften it with some nice yeah. emails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? We could get a bad email one day just like, what are you guys doing? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. So it's just an email that just says, I finally found you two, and I will have my revenge. <laughs> like, Wait, what? All right, let me do a couple reviews here. This one, these are uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. This is one from CWS4269. Um, I wonder if that's a Christian name. <laughs> nope, not a good joke. Uh, title is hilarious. Look, listen, please never stop making episodes. This podcast consistently makes me laugh out loud, and that is a rare thing. Thank you so much. P.S. Love the intro music, too. So chill. Makes me happy. Oh, dope. It's, That's so nice. Yeah, That's a it's a great theme song made by our friend Brad Kemp. Yeah, of, uh, Brad is crushing it. He he's made uh he theme really music is. for like nine podcasts, I think. Quite a few. He's done it for an old podcast of mine that doesn't exist anymore. So <laughs> he made a bunch of music for that. Uh oh, yeah. Man. He yeah. he's a great music producer. Uh, what were you No, say? I'm just I'm just thinking about how it's like never stop making episodes i'm just imagining us at a nursing home now just like welcome to the dash dash <laughs> <laughs> like you know like you're so old your voice changes yeah. again <laughs> yeah well we, and we'll definitely get to the point where we are just telling the same four stories every single episode yeah now what you had to understand about old donovan <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you fell off the same roof twice uh, I'm trying to tell you it wasn't no ghost. It was a homeless man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our theme music is by Brad Kemp. You can find all of his music on Spotify and I think SoundCloud and stuff. He, you can hire him to make your own music. Brad, uh, it's a, a secondbedroomstudios.com. Brad at secondbedroomstudio.com. That's what it is. Um, and he's in the hip-hop comedy group Handsome Naked, who competed on NBC's Bring the Funny, and they've been around for a long time, they're good friends of ours, and they just started their own podcast, it just launched, and we're both on it, we yeah, both guests. Yeah. Yeah, we it were was really, I don't know about it. you, I had a really fun time. I had a fun time, but them. I definitely, because of the the general tenor of my voice, it definitely sounded like I was attacking Eric too much. <laughs> Because cause if I just sound like this, and then Eric says something, right. and I say, fascinating, now I sound like a bitch. Like, I actually sound like right. I'm being a terrible friend. To be fair, though, that's usually the reaction Eric's going for. Yeah, yeah. No, he'll... he pulled it out of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, that just premiered, and that is a, a really fun show. Uh, and we I had a lot of fun being on it. Um, what else we got here? We got uh, from... 3787 Myers ST. I think this is Tim Myers, a comedian friend. Uh, <laughs> but the title is Love the Podcast. Uh, Josh and Logan have such a hilarious and endearing dynamic. Josh's stories have made me laugh so hard that I've cried. Logan seems like a good friend as he <laughs> brings. I don't know if that, that just made me giggle. <laughs> well, he seems like a nice boy, I think. Uh, Logan seems like a good friend as he brings an appropriate level of concern for the messes that Josh gets himself into. Uh, the two riff off each other beautifully. My favorite comedy podcast going right now. Highly recommend. Uh, thank you for that. That um, is very kind. That, that's one of those things, too, where like I feel like uh, <laughs> sometimes people in their own way are trying to compliment, but then the thing that they say is like, 
in the context of what we're talking about, doesn't feel as much of a compliment. But in theory, it's like, well, look, Josh tells funny stories, but I feel like Logan would be a more valuable person to know. (laughs) Because if you're comparing someone who tells good stories versus a good friend to have, it's like, geez, I think I'd want... I think I'd want a good friend rather than a guy. Because who knows? I could be drunk for this. I could just be telling drunk stories. And then you're like, I should check on my friend. Yeah. (laughs) While making a podcast. You did what now? (laughs) Yeah. That's that's why this show got created. It was just for me to check in on you. Just so you had someone (laughs) to check in on you every week. Um, I also, too, my genuine concern comes from the fact that some of the stories Josh tells, he seems to think are normal times. Are just real, yeah, just yeah. real regular things that everyone's doing, and I just need to let him know sometimes. Like, no, this is strange. You yeah. live in Toontown. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is crazy when you find out something you thought was normal isn't normal. It, it's like it, it is. No matter when you find out in your life, is a little heartbreaking because it's like, <laughs> wait, we all didn't, we all didn't get apples thrown at us all the way to school. What do you mean? That was just me. I like. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'll do one more review here. This is from Nikki Mouse, and uh, the title is Don't Listen at Work. (laughs) Um, I don't recommend listening to this at work, not because it's bad or has naughty content. It has some not safe for work material, but that's not the reason you shouldn't listen at work. It's because you'll be laughing so hard that your coworkers will silently hate you. My boss sits six feet away, and I had to stop listening because I was laughing so hard, I almost slid out of my chair and under the desk. I sounded like that cartoon dog Muttley trying to giggle under my breath. Anyway, thanks for the laughs, guys. Yeah. Josh Johnson Show, gonna get you fired. I love a nice, (laughs) breathy laugh that someone's trying to cover. Muffled laughs always make me laugh harder. It's like when people are like... uh, Like try to cover up and the hand is already over the mouth. But then mm-hmm. people forget that the nose is a great exit. So now they're just like <laughs> hissing through their nose with right. laughter. Which then well, that's what that, you can't okay. breathe. Yeah. Well, that's what that Muttley laughter is for that cartoon character. It's a <laughs> it's like that. Which is I don't know, can be weirdly more distracting than just actually laughing, laughing. Yeah, yeah. I love when it is quiet and then someone just has a... <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that always makes me laugh so hard because it means that it's something that they... Because everyone understands like the decorum of silence, you know? Like they're like... If, right. if, if I'm going to break this now, it needs to be for an emergency. So when they just uncontrollably guffaw, oof, warms my yeah. heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for that review, Nikki, and I hope we don't get you fired. Uh, <laughs> but that would be a great, that would look good on the poster for the show. Right. Know? I mean, unless she works at like a nuclear plant or something, and then she drops. True. Something yeah, we we may want. That's true. That's true. We don't want. We don't want the the Josh Johnson show caused the second Chernobyl. Like we don't need that. Right. Because then that Chernobyl just won't even be as interesting. It won't be because a bunch of people lied. It'll be like, well, look, you you would have to be there, but it, I mean, it was crazy because he said that out of nowhere there was like a raccoon on his crotch, and that's <laughs> the raccoon was even part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my testimony, Your Honor. Uh, 
You want me to do a couple emails now? Yeah, sounds great. All right. This is an email from Spencer. It says, hey, Josh and Logan, I wanted to let you know I love the podcast. One of my favorite bits of Josh's is when he had to prove that he was black to a blind man. I found this to be true the first time I showed my girlfriend this podcast. I, I told her who you guys were, but when she started listening, she said, I thought you said one of these guys was black. Thought that was funny. Keep up the great work, guys. 11 out of 11. P.S. I also daily quote, you young, you got prospects. <laughs> uh, how'd that one make you feel, Josh? Um, definitely didn't make me want to talk more. <laughs> Oh, great. That's good for podcasting. Yeah, let's just sit here and brood for a second. (laughs) (laughs) This is from, I want to say, Teresita, I think is how it's spelled. T-E-R-E-S-I-T-A. Teresita, does that sound right? That sounds right. Okay. Uh, But they say, Josh and Logan, your show... Uh, always cheers me up and makes me feel like I'm sharing stories with a group of friends. Something very valuable, especially during a pandemic. It's a spontaneous podcast full of surprises. Josh's stories wouldn't be the same without Logan's explosive laughter. I wish you both the best in your careers and hope you keep sharing with us uh, through this platform. Greetings from Chile. And then underneath that, in parentheses, just to clarify, Chile is the name of my country. It tends to get mistaken with the condiment Chile. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I love how we've been getting people <laughs> from South America emailing us being like, now here's where my country is, you American idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I appreciate that they make it easy for us because they're they're honestly not wrong. Like like yeah. the one that you read a while no, back I get it. where they I were get like, it. Hey, look, not that one. That one is Portugal. Don't Yeah. Yeah, don't go there. Mine's a skinny one there, but it's not that one. <laughs> yeah. Um it's I'm getting a real good sense of how that continent views us. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something I already knew, but like the fact that now we're just being told, like, now you probably you probably don't know that my country's not food, you fat idiots. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Chile is not. They're not wrong about us. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. So that's why I'm, I'm never actually offended. I'm like, no, I get it. I know, I know what America's done to earn this explanation. <laughs> we have got F's in geography, eighty years running. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is from Jenny. And the title is Good Compliments, Good Questions, and a Good End to the Logan Debate. You guys have the best... I just... Hang on. You guys have the best podcast of all time. It's not only funny, but it's also full of good stories, good laughs, and good relatability. I know it doesn't make sense, but it fits together, so shut the fuck up. Okay? (laughs) Weirdly weirdly hostile. (laughs) Uh, You guys are so amazing. And to end the debate... Logan, you are an amount of bad, sometimes over half and sometimes under half. You guys are both established comedians who work very hard and are very good at what you do. So my question is, at what point in your life did you consider a career towards comedy? And what's your advice for people who are wanting to consider a less classic career choice? Anyway, lots of loves and sorry if I sounded schizophrenic. Um I mean, it didn't sound schizophrenic to me. It sounded like someone was complimenting me while also holding my throat. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's how you were reading it too, maybe. The well, I mean, it's hard not to it's hard not to put that tone on it when it says uh, when you're reading something that is telling you you are some amount of bad. Uh, that never <laughs> that's that's not going to get the cheery reading out of me. 
<laughs> necessarily. It'd be weird if it did. I'd be like, I don't yeah. think you just understood the words you were reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never been reading a book and then it's just like, by the way, you are kind of bad, <laughs> reader. And so um, about to yeah. I, I, I feel like the half bad debate ended a little bit ago, but I'm glad Jenny came in to really, really clarify it. Yeah, yeah. You've been getting nothing but also, love for like six weeks. And then Jenny's like, just so you know, I, so I want to make sure you don't, you don't get too big of a head. All right? Before you get too high and mighty here. I want to let you know. Uh, uh, it's also it also is great that right before that it has uh, STFU. <laughs> so, so yeah, shut yeah. Shut the fuck up. Um, like, like oh, okay, all right. Hey, shut the fuck up. You're kind of bad. <laughs> also, anyway. keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Also, I, well, yeah. Then I love right after that. She's like, "You guys are both uh, established comedians and are very good at what you do." And I was like, "Jenny, you're playing with my heart." I don't. <laughs> No, thank you. We're I I want you to know too. We're just playing around right now. Thank you so much for emailing. Let's answer your question uh, here. Uh, so, at what point do we decide to be comedians? I don't know about you, Josh, but ever since I was a kid, I just always dreamed of being a stand-up comic. When did you decide? Being a being a comic came much later. I wanted to make people laugh from probably the same time as you did yeah. like when I was really little and stuff like that but I didn't have any concept of it being a job or anything like even right, for yeah. me the comedians who got their own sitcom and stuff those were actors to me I didn't I didn't fully understand mm -hmm. when I was really little the idea of like a stand-up comic but I think when I moved to Chicago and was actually in the thick of doing mics and all this other stuff I was like oh yeah this is what I want to do and I and I and wanting to do it badly enough to be okay doing it badly, like like that was yeah. the other thing of like, you know, this is no discredit to anyone because everyone has their own path. Especially, you know, Jenny was alluding to people who have l like less traditional aspirations for careers and stuff, and mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people we know quit. And yeah, a yeah. good portion of why we are where we are and why we're doing what we're doing with the level of success is that we just kept doing it. Like, I'd like to believe I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, super talented or something, but also a, a huge part of it is just continuing to show up. And it has more to do yeah. with it than people really understand. Because I'm telling you mm -hmm. for a fact, there are people that I know in my heart are funnier than me and I just have to accept that and they quit a long time ago which is yeah. you know it, I would say it was a shame if I if if a lot of them didn't seem happy I think that it's a shame if they <laughs> right, yeah. didn't if they still want to be comics and they're not they're just not doing anymore because they quit but a lot mm -hmm. of people you know have like a hobbyist mentality towards the arts and that's perfectly fine because if if there were honestly any more of us trying to do it it would be an even worse firestorm yeah and and at the same time is where we've known like people who because I'm in the same boat where like the people I know I'm like God that guy was so funny but they quit you know yeah and then on the other hand too it's like I know people who have who have blown past me success wise and I'm like I don't think they're that good but they are nonstop working and always showing up and they eventually get better most of them always then get better to a point where at least I think they're funny you know someone I'm not saying I'm the be all end all. Sure, you know, so people but, who like who, yeah. who like we knew who started. I'm just like I don't even know what they're doing. And then suddenly it's like oh, it clicks after a few years because they just never stopped coming. And then they found a way to make that thing they were doing happen. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I mean, yeah, I think I think for me, I knew I wanted to be a stand up. Maybe within that first year 
of living in Chicago. Because yeah. honestly, that that's the other thing that like blows my mind sometimes that I try to wrap my head around and remember to stay focused and, and, and vigilant of opportunities and everything is that I genuinely thought that I was going to be doing open mics and working at a grocery store for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, like I didn't, I didn't foresee the move to New York. I didn't foresee writing for TV. I didn't like in my mind, I was just like, I'm going to do this until I get really, really good. And then maybe when I get really, really good, I'll think of how to create other opportunities or something. But I think the continuing to show up and knowing that I loved it enough for it to be just a planned side hustle for a very long time was, was Mm -hmm. also like how I knew I, I was on the right path for me. Yeah. No, that's good. And, uh, like I said, I always knew I wanted to do it as a kid. Like there's, I have drawings from like first grade of me on a stage with a microphone. Again, I didn't know what it was as a job. I just knew like that connected to something in me. I didn't start doing it though until uh, after I got divorced. Um, you're, there we go. That'll you're do really, it. I, yeah. It was I literally me and my ex wife. We had the talk about let's get divorced. I guess the next morning I woke up. I talked to two friends on the phone. And then I I typed five pages of jokes about it, and I literally just thought, well, I guess I'm gonna go do that now. Yeah, and that's what made. <laughs> that's so. I mean, for me, it just came out of like, well, why not do it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have any uh, any advice for people who are wanting to consider a less classic career choice? Uh, yeah, I think that the, one of the main things that's overlooked when people ask me for advice or when I asked for advice from people when I was early on is to remember that the arts, it's a beautiful thing about them. And it's also the nightmare, uh, a nightmarish reality about them is that the barrier to entry is actually incredibly low. If you want to be a broker, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything, you have to get qualifications. You have to get you know certifications. Mm-hmm. You have to go through a lot of schooling and everything to learn a shared language and have a better understanding of it than the general public. But if you want to be involved in art or the arts or anything like that, all you have to do is just start doing art. And it's yeah, okay that it's it. bad. Exactly. You got to just do it. And, and that's the like you said, it's a good thing and a bad thing where the good thing is like you can just start doing it. But then the bad thing is is – Everyone else can just start doing it. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait for a while to prove that you mm-hmm. just starting doing it is different than literally everyone else starting to do it. It's yeah. like when people move to New York and it's like some people do move to New York and make a big splash because they have the right attitude and stuff. But I think that other people move to New York and, you know, they by their own standard kind of fail for a while because I think they expected New York to realize they had arrived or something and it's like mm-hmm. that that's the same thing yeah. with the pursuit of the arts it's like there are some people who from the get-go make a very big splash and make all the right moves and then there are other people who are like but i feel like i've done some of the best paintings already why won't people just pay thousands of dollars for them and it's like you have to have a complete mindset when it comes to these things and know that everything mm-hmm. if, if if very few things but everything is not a meritocracy so you know make sure you're doing it because you really enjoy it because you may not see the fruits of your labor for a long time yeah and i think the biggest thing to focus on even if you feel like it's not 
you know, oh, the like the money side of it isn't there when you want because that's gonna go up and down when you do jobs like this. You're gonna feel, oh, I figured it out, and then also you're gonna have times be like, oh no, is it over? You're gonna have a bunch of those. At least, you know, I I know I haven't stand up. I don't know if you feel this way as much, Josh, but I, I always every now and then have my like, oh crap, is it over? And then I find something else. The thing that always brings me back and keeps me working on it and keeps me pushing into it and then always leads to me then having some success again and, and kind of upping my profile and everything is I remind myself why I love it. I know it's it's a that's a corny thing to say, like, make sure you love it. And, you know, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. Like, that's not true. You're going to work very hard. Uh, but if you if you continue to love it, though, the toll of it being a scary career choice lessens and lessens. Yeah. And even even if like something's not a huge gig this or not a huge opportunity or anything. If you have a really good time, that's what's going to stay in your mind, and that's what's going to push you to do more and more down the line. Yeah. Maybe that's a little too much of a touchy-feely answer, but like, I don't know. That's that's something that always helps me in stand-up is when I go, wait a minute, why do I have fun doing this? Okay, let's make sure I'm having fun doing it. Yeah, and don't and don't mistake things that bore you for things that are secure. You know, it's like any yeah. anybody can lose a job. Anybody can, yeah. especially lose a. Um, uh, one of the jobs that people think are the most safe, you know, people, mm-hmm. people lose those all the time. Companies downsize, they go bankrupt, they mm-hmm. start automating. There, there's no, there's no safe job, you know? So, no. so I would say, uh, make sure as you are working towards making your art, your career and everything that you're actually getting good enough at it. Because, you know, like I said, I was willing to, work at a grocery store for as long as it took while hustling at night because I knew I wasn't good enough to just get paid to do stand up for a while, you know? And so it happened quicker than I thought it would, but if it didn't happen as quickly, I would have kept doing what I was doing, you know? Yeah. And some great advice I heard, it was from, uh, he didn't tell me, I heard an interview with him, but it was the, it was Terrence winter who he wrote for the Sopranos and created boardwalk empire. And he just had this little piece of advice that stuck with me where he said he had, like when he was trying to be a writer, he was also working in like a production office. And he thought that was going to be a good jump from that to the other. Like, well, I'm already working in the industry, so therefore I can, you know, then I can get my writing in there and stuff. But then he wasn't doing any time writing because he was spending all of his time at the job. And he said the best decision he made is he got a job, a day job that was like in a mailroom or something. It was something that was very mindless, something that was just a task he had to do. And then his mind was saved all for his writing and stuff like that. And that's something I found is helpful. If I get a job like, oh, this isn't creative. It's not, you know, tangentially related to my career. It's a thing I can just do. It's task oriented and I can get done and then save like my art, you know, for my creative mind for my art stuff later. Because if you're just tired and your brain's burnt out, you won't be able to do what you want to do either. You know, yeah, I know that changes as you get like a job in your field. But that's too, if you want to start you know, pursuing that thing, but you're worried about money, get, get a nine to five that you can do in your sleep. It'll be boring. I know it's not your passion, but you'll be able to make money and, you know, still, there's also something to just feeling like you got something done in a day. Sure. <laughs> even if it's not, yeah. even if it's not creative, you're just like, I went to work and I did work. Yeah. I hooray me. Yeah. You know, and then you'll have your, you know, then your energy, your creative energy for, for the art, you know, the artistic thing or the less classic thing, uh, less classic career, as you say. Uh, you'll have your energy for that then. Well, thanks for those emails. If you want to email us uh, for Mailbag Monday, we're, uh, we're testing this out, so we'll see. 
But we love getting emails uh, at joshjohnsonshow at gmail.com. And if you want to review those five-star reviews from uh, Apple Podcasts, we, we want to read them. So, And I guess let us know, too, what you think of Mailbag Monday. <laughs> we're, I don't know. We're trying it out. You got anything more to say? Um, yeah, if you could tell a friend, that'd be dope. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Tell a friend about the show. Yeah, just tell a friend <laughs> if you if yeah. you like it. Tell tell <laughs> tell a friend about the problems with the show and then have them listen, see if they agree with you. Yeah, get some friends to settle on the uh, is Logan bad debate. <laughs> uh, I thought <laughs> 